Today, you're gonna to learn why you need to stop bickering with your partner because it's killing your relationship. Welcome to the Dr. Wyatt Show. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in couples counseling. So number one is why do couples bicker? They bicker because something is going on inside of them making them feel negative. Maybe their feelings are hurt. Maybe their needs aren't met. Maybe they're hungry. Maybe they're tired. Maybe they're having mental health issues. Usually it's something underneath. Usually it's not about the surface level topic. It's about something they're feeling negative underneath and then they get cranky. They start getting into conflict and arguments with their partner. So there's all sorts of reasons why couples bicker. But the main takeaway is it's usually not about the surface. It's about what's going on underneath the surface. Number two is what impact does bickering have on the rapport? It has a negative impact. When you feel like the majority of time you're bickering with your partner, that's going to make you feel negative. You're going to develop a negative association with them and with the relationship. And that's the opposite of what we want. We want to feel like the majority of our interactions with our partner is positive because that's going to make you feel positive toward them. And that leads me to number three, which is what do we do about it? How do we reduce our bickering? I'm going to go through two ideas. Number three is the first idea, and this is using the mini reunite tool. You may have heard me talk about the reunite tool elsewhere, but I haven't talked about the mini reunite tool very often. So what you do is partner A is going to describe their experience and the argument, what they were feeling, what core need was getting tapped into for them, what their experience was in the argument that you had together. Now, the ground rules with this is you can't say you always or never. That's partner A. They're sharing their experience. They're talking about what they felt. They're talking about what core need was stirred up for them in the argument. When they're finished, partner B is going to do five things. First thing partner B is going to do is summarize back what they heard their partner say to make sure they heard it correct. Then within that same step, they're going to think about what's the part they can own. How did they contribute to the argument? How did they make it worse? That's the piece they can own. Then they're gonna to go to number two, which is ownership. Like this, I own that I did X. Then they're gonna to go to number three, which is empathy. I can see how this part that I'm owning, how it would have made you feel that. Then they're gonna to go to number four, which is an apology. I'm sorry that this thing I'm owning that I did made you feel that way. Then they're going to go to number five, which is making amends. Moving forward, how about I do X, Y, and Z? How would you feel about that? And what else would you appreciate? When they're done with those five steps, now the partners are going to take turns. Partner B now is going to describe their experience in the conflict, what it made them feel, the core need it taps into for them. And then partner A is going to follow those same five steps. That way, both partners get a chance to share their experience in the conflict, and then they both are going to practice those five steps on how to be a proper listener in response. If you do that after every argument, it's going to help you come back together. It's going to help you heal. It's going to help you reconnect that connection that was ripped apart because of the argument. This is an antidote to bickering. Because when you bicker and you have an argument and then you sweep it under the rug and you try to act like it didn't happen, that's not going to work. That just makes both of you resentful and it's going to build up and eventually you're going to boil over. So when you have an argument, when you start bickering, 
take a break to deflood, then come back and use the mini reunite tool. Now, number four, the other strategy to reduce bickering is to keep your love buckets full. What are love buckets? Love buckets are something we all have inside of us. And your partner is the faucet. In the beginning, they were filling up your love bucket. They're pouring in water, doing all the right things. And that filled up your love bucket fuller and fuller until it got filled. And that's when you fell in love. But after you're together for a while, your partner turns down the faucet. And then they start doing things you don't like. Things that hurt your feelings. Things that make you upset. And that creates a hole in the bottom of the bucket and water starts leaking out. So what happens is the lower love buckets get, the more couples start to bicker. The more arguments they have because their needs aren't being met and they're starting to feel negative toward their partner. So one of the antidotes to lowering bickering is to raise those love buckets. And the way you do this is you identify what are the top fillers my partner needs to feel loved and satisfied. Ask them, then identify what are the top drainers I do that makes my partner feel negative toward me. Ask your partner this. And then every single week you want to ask your partner, how well am I filling up your love bucket? How much did I fill up your fillers? And how much did I avoid the drainers? I have an app for this called Keep the Glow. Some of you are already using the app, which is wonderful. But I highly recommend, if you're not already, download Keep the Glow today. It's going to train you on how to fill up your partner's love bucket and how they can fill up yours. It gives you feedback once a week, and it tracks your performance over however long you do the app on how well you're doing on each filler and each drainer so that there's accountability, and you can see if you're progressing, if you're stagnant, or if you're getting worse. It promotes open communication. So download it, keep the glow wherever you get your apps. So doing this on a regular basis over at least six weeks to 12 weeks, slowly you'll notice love buckets will get fuller. And when they get fuller, couples get happier and love promotes grace. So practicing the love buckets is essential. And this makes sense because when love buckets get low, that's when our needs aren't being met. And that's when we start getting frustrated. We start feeling negative toward our partner. And that's going to create more agitation and therefore more bickering. But as those love buckets get fuller, your needs start being met, your partner stops doing the things you don't like, we start feeling happier. And that makes bickering go down. So that's the process of the love buckets. Once you identify your partner's fillers and drainers, you're going to ask them three questions once a week. What was my number? They're going to give you a number on how well you did. What did I do right? and how can I improve? And when you get that feedback from your partner, remember, you have to stay teachable, have the heart of a student. You can clarify if you're confused or if something doesn't make sense, but otherwise, all you're allowed to say is thank you for the feedback, and then you move on to the next topic. Then you wanna mull over all the feedback from the love buckets, and then you get to decide what part of this feedback am I gonna start working on. Love buckets are a powerful tool. I've seen couples who work with me in my practice go from brink of divorce to falling back in love within six to eight weeks because they were doing the love buckets. It's one of the most powerful tools that I teach. One of the most powerful ways couples can fall back in love and stay in love. And one of the most powerful ways to reduce conflicts and reduce bickering because love promotes grace. We get happier. We feel more satisfied. 
We feel more fulfilled. And therefore, we have more grace. We have more patience. You start developing a positive sentiment override toward your partner because they're doing such a good job keeping your love buckets full. They're doing all your fillers you want and they're reducing all the drainers you don't want. You want to know the formula for becoming irresistible in your relationship? It's maximizing your partner's fillers while reducing and eliminating the drainers that you do that they don't like. This is a learning curve. It takes a while to know how to do this. The first learning curve is figuring out what your partner's fillers and drainers are. Then you have to learn how they're defining those, those items. Then you have to start training yourself on changing your behavior. But it's so worth it because the more you work at this, the more motivated you are, you can guarantee conflicts are going to go down, love is going to go up. So the love buckets is the way to do this. So I've created a worksheet for all these concepts today. You can go to my website, drwyattfisher.com slash pages slash freebies for my free worksheet. You can download it and then talk with your partner about this episode today. Apply the concepts, internalize them, and that will change your behavior. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Wyatt Show. If you enjoyed the episode today, be sure to leave a comment or a review. And be sure to share this with one other person that you think it could help. For more resources, be sure to go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. And remember, your marriage is alive. So if you care for it and nurture it, it will grow. If you deplete it and deprive it, it will wilt and die. The choice is up to you. Take care.